Are you in a place where you are feeling like enough is enough? You're ready to get that business idea launched. You're ready to move faster in your business. You're ready to bring in more income and you're ready to attract more ideal clients with your messaging and offers. It's time to reach out and let's work one-on-one. And the way that you can do that is by visiting my website at elizabethlaconi.com and committing today. If you've been sitting in a stuck stage for more than a week, it's time. So head over to my website and let's start partnering on your business strategy together. And I just started acting like a CEO with no clients, no revenue. And I did that from February until April. Welcome to the Equipped Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Laconi, and I am a business and branding strategy coach, multi-six-figure CEO, and I'm obsessed with empowering female entrepreneurs. If you are looking to walk through entrepreneurship equipped with the business skills, strategies, mindset, and well-being to sustainably grow your business, then you are in the right place, friend. My goal in this podcast is to teach you the life lessons and the strategies that I have personally learned over the past decade of being an entrepreneur. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of She Gets Me Entrepreneur Chat on topics guaranteed to boost your business growth and income. If you're ready for tactical skills mixed with some sisterhood real talk about the world of entrepreneurship, then let's make it a date weekly and take this journey together. One of the things that I really love doing in my interviews is understanding and just being a sponge to listening to other entrepreneurs' journeys, how they started, what their journey looked like, and where they are today. And that is why I love doing interviews. And I'm actually super excited to bring on really a childhood friend. Shannon Addy is someone that I've known for, I think I've counted 30 years. But we knew each other as children. We danced together. We That's how we initially met each other. We traveled, we competed. And, you know, time went by. We stayed connected through the power of social media. And we got reconnected. When I started network marketing, she joined me. We've had so much fun doing all the things, all the travels, all the experiences together with that. She has a very powerful story just within that experience. And then about four years ago, I've had a front row seat to watch her really have a big change in her career. She found herself four years ago finding a need for a shift. And so where she is today is she's running a multi six-figure Google ads and SEO agency. She is honestly such an empowering woman. I wanted to bring her on. Not only is she a dear friend of mine, but I never would have thought, Shannon, that literally as children, we would be having these different journeys and different experiences in our life from, from dance to network marketing to now we're both entrepreneurs and I love being a sponge to to women such as yourself because you've gone first in this and you've not only been a great friend for me, but you've been almost a mentor in ways to show me this is normal. This is exactly what I went through. 
and I'm on the other side and I'm proof that it's possible. And so I'm just so grateful that you're here and you're willing to share your your journey, your shift, where you are, what it's looked like, and and really more about what you do and how you help people. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to I've had the honor of just watching you succeed over and over and over again, and it is truly a pleasure. Thank you. Who knew that we'd be doing this 30 years later, but here we are. (laughs) I had no idea, but let's do it. Let's do it. So why don't we just kick it off? I briefly talked about your background, but there's so much more to it. Tell everyone just a little bit about yourself, your background, you know, what you were doing professionally up until this this point right here, because I've already said that you've had a shift, but where were you before this shift? Well, I began my career as an inbound call center representative in a customer service department. It was a mail order catalog company helping elderly folks put together lamps and chairs. And uh, it, it was it was tough. Inbound call center is not an easy gig. Um, but what it, it did allow me to do was just learn patience and strategic communication. And after that role, within the same organization, I moved to what we would call the other side of the building. And it was, thank goodness we are off the call center floor. (laughs) I was able to put away my headset and have a nice desk. And I was on the catalog department team. I helped our merchandisers just facilitate and coordinate all the elements of putting together our catalog. And within that role, I also supported the seven vice presidents and the CEO. After that, I joined one of those vice presidents in a new company that he was starting up, and we were doing Google ads and search engine optimization. And so it was really there that I honed my craft and became a Google ads expert. So you became a Google ads expert. Can you explain what exactly is a Google ads expert? So when you pick up your phone and you conduct a search, I'll use a plumber as an example because your pipes are frozen and there's water everywhere. Plumber near me. Plumber, Raleigh, North Carolina. Plumber, Richmond, Virginia. Emergency plumbing services in my area. Those are all keywords you might search when you pick up your phone or you go to a laptop and you go to google.com and you conduct a search. What I do is I help get a text ad in front of the people searching for your keywords, products, or services in the very moment they are looking for you. So it's very different than traditional marketing say in print advertising where you're targeting a type of person here with google ads we're actually targeting people looking for you in the very moment you show up very cool okay so anyone listening who didn't (laughs) know that now you know it's important and i still have room to grow in this and she knows that so that's why i asked the question hopefully somebody learned something there okay so you became a google ads expert you were working for someone else at this time correct you're not quite you're not at your entrepreneurial journey yet. So correct. When we start talking about this shift that happened four years ago, what what was happening? Why did you know it was time to shift? How did you know what was happening in your life? Well, my boss at the time was a a gentleman who mentored me really from ages 25 to 39. He was somebody I I trusted and we had a very, very great working relationship for a long, long time. And I would say even um, before the shift, there, there were great elements of that relationship. But I had about 
I'll call it five signs, and it was gradual. And it really began about two years prior to me making the decision to leave and become a business owner. Um, and that was at one of our events for our network marketing company, Tony Robbins, the Tony Robbins. We had four hours of pure bliss listening to all of the nuggets, and, and he took us through an exercise. Um, and again, at this time, I loved my boss. I loved my job. I loved the company. I was super loyal to the vision. Um, I had not yet had a thought about leaving, let alone starting a business. And Tony Robbins took us through a visualization. At the end, he said, I want you to turn to your partner and tell them the first thing that comes to your mind. So I looked to my husband and I said, I have to leave my job. And he's like, what? Where did that go? come from? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I have no thoughts. So then the second sign was really just over the next two years, an increased feeling of really just not being aligned with the company's long-term vision. It was changing and evolving as any business does in their mission and their vision, but there were processes that were being changed we, I, I felt that we were becoming more sales driven and I really, coming from a customer service background, really enjoyed the, the time that I had with my clients and that was becoming less and less and less. So over the course of all of these things, I just became angry and frustrated all of the time. I took it out on my family. I oftentimes took it out on my boss. And at, at the end of the day, it just did not feel good anymore. So I would say that would be the second sign. The third sign was really just overwhelm. And I think a lot of us feel that way when when we're we're in a job. Even even being an entrepreneur, there becomes um, periods of time of overwhelm. But I was working in this full-time role. Um, I was, say, second in command. Um, so we had a lot of our team that was turning to me for, for solutions and advice and mentorship. I was also building my network marketing team. Uh, and then I was an operations consultant for a friend of mine who owned a recruiting agency. So I was wearing a lot of hats and I was just feeling burnt out and had some fatigue, just really extreme fatigue. Late nights, early mornings, uh, I did feel detached from my friends and I had completely lost sight, really, of just who I was and what I enjoyed doing. It was all work, work, work. Then I would say the fourth sign, and this is where I really started to pay attention, and I know you can relate, but it was the physical clues. I had daily bloody noses. I had long-term plateaus in my weight loss, and weight loss is something, a great benefit that I experienced while we were working together in our network marketing company. Uh, I went on, well, in that role, I lost over 100 pounds and then I went on to lose almost 200 pounds. So uh, I had plateaued through all of these, this two-year period of misalignment. And so that was a physical sign. My sleep schedule was way off. I did not go to sleep until three and four in the morning. I had trouble getting up and getting moving, uh, morning headaches almost every morning. But most of all, I started experiencing nerve pain that would start in my hips. It would travel down the back of my leg. It would sort of live in the back of my knee and then down the sides of my calves where you have tendons, they would curl and there was no stopping it. And this lasted over a year. 
And about five months of that time period, I was seeing a physical therapist and he communicated that he felt it was stress related. Now I told him he was crazy. I told him I had a pinched nerve and he needed to reach in there, tweak it, pull it out, do whatever he needed to do to make it better. Um, But he was uh, adamant that it was just related to stress. And then I would say the fifth and final sign uh, was sort of a spiritual awakening for me. My husband and I had won a trip to Hawaii from our gym. Yay. We had eight eight days traveling around Hawaii. It was uh, blissful and amazing and a true a, a true aloha spirit just really took over me. And there was a, a time where my husband was taking a nap and I went and I stared at still waters and there was a paddleboarder that was starting on one side of the water and I watched him over that three-hour time period paddling across to the other side of the water, to the other horizon. And the rhythm of his stroke just sort of put me in a trance and I became very reflective. And after that, I had clarity. I knew that I had to leave. I had to honor the fact that this was my boss's business. It was not my own business. What he was doing and the vision that he had was not wrong, but it just was different than what felt good to me now. And so I decided that I would give myself a month and a half to figure out an exit strategy. And I truly thought that that would just be freelancing. I would freelance for a while while I found a job and that would be it. So those are really the five signs over a long period of time that that a shift was was required. You know, it's crazy to me. First of all, you have this like down pat, like you just know now looking back what the signs are. But I find that when you're going through it, and do you agree, you don't know that those are signs? I had no idea. I just knew that I didn't feel good. I still loved my job. I still loved my boss. I still loved the company, but I just didn't feel good in life. And what I'm finding when I talk with different women who have now shifted, there's a theme. These are all themes, you know, like all the situations are a little bit different, but there's always a theme of body cues, of mood swings, of um, the burnout and the fatigue. Um, and usually there's some kind of aha moment at the end. I mean, this this mm-hmm. travels well with with my journey too. I have to go back and, and, and touch on a few of these and have commentary because I've had experience with some of these, but I've also watched you through it or I've experienced these with you. So mm-hmm. I have to laugh because I was at the same Tony Robbins event and I don't remember any of it other than I was dead exhausted and he demanded that we stay awake. We had that room so cold. And yeah. That's all I remember. So the fact that you had a revelation is just like, wow, what was mine? I don't even remember. I just know that I wanted out of the room, but he was amazing. He was amazing. But that's just so I had to laugh. I had to point yes. that out. I was like, wow. It was freezing. Know that. It was like 40 degrees in there. <laughs> you know, the angry and frustrated all the time. I could totally relate to that. The burnout and fatigue can totally mm-hmm. relate to that. The physical cl- clues. Oh my God. We could talk for hours about that. When you said your PT said it was work-related stress, it made me think, you know, I worked with a functional, actually a naturopath for a functional doctor and lab after lab, she finally, I remember said to me, this is stress. And I can't help you anymore unless you make changes in your life. And I fired her, Shannon, because I, I was like, 
no, there has to be a reason I feel like crap. There has to be a reason that my gut hurts this way. There has to be a reason for this, this, and this. And I remember when she said that, and I was in so denial because I didn't know, just like you and so many other people didn't know, that your body gives you so many clues. And it's not always the case, but in, in our examples, you know, like just the fatigue or some for some people, the gut issues or the nerve pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is our nervous system's response to all of this mental and physical stress of being out of alignment. And so I remember when you went to Hawaii and what an incredible experience it was. And for you to have that aha moment had to feel like a relief, but did it feel scary in a sense too? Because you're like, well, crap, now I got to do this. I think in the moment while I was watching the paddle border and I was staring at the water, it was so clear there was no doubt. There was no fear. There was no doubt. I just knew deep within my core that I I had to leave. And not just for me, but for my boss and for our team. It It was a company that I loved and I could no longer allow what I was experiencing to bring it down. It wasn't fair to anybody. So Elizabeth, one of the things that, that you talked about was, was just listening to all of these signs and, and your practitioner talking to you about how this was stress. And, and you rejected that notion, just like I rejected the notion of my physical therapist that this was stress related. And I think the reason why you and I are very similar in the fact that we're type A, we're very organized, we're planners. And so I was able to handle stress, quote unquote, very easily. I totally rejected that my body could not handle the stress. I I had never experienced that before. So I think that if you are somebody who is able to handle stress and wearing lots of hats ordinarily, when you have these physical signs, that 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 is a smack on the face. That is an aha, it's an alarm to start listening to those signs because usually you are able to navigate stress quite easily. And and this is your body telling you it's time to sort of sit back and reflect. Yeah, I I, I totally get it. And like you, I mean that I had to learn that the hard way. And it sounds like maybe you had to learn it the hard way too. A lot of people do. And that's one of the reasons I like to talk about these clues so that people can identify, ooh, am I aligned? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I too overwhelmed? Do I need to pull back mm-hmm. in this area? Because the body a lot of times is is trying to scream out, you're on the wrong track, or you need to go this way, or you need to pull back here. Absolutely. So, okay, so you thought you were going to go into freelancing, or you did go into freelancing, and you had this moment of, I'm going to start my own business. So talk about that. It was really in freelancing. So my first freelance client was my physical therapist. He had been talking to me for months, five months, about maybe trying to build out a role there as a full-time marketing director. And so he got me in contact with the owner, who was also another therapist in the practice. And so as soon as I got home from Hawaii, I had a meeting with him. And he said, we can't give you full-time. It's just not in the budget, but I love all of your ideas. And so we can commit to 20 hours a week. Great. In my mind, 
I had plenty of time to go find another 20 hours and, and figure it out. But what happened was my boss and I sat down exactly one week after I got home from Hawaii. And truth be told, he let me go. I think he was just as misaligned as I was. We both knew it wasn't working. And he said, just leave now. So it was the most freeing, slow motion, crisp February morning where I was holding my box and the the breeze took my hair back. And it I felt like I was in a movie. I felt so light. The nerve pain stopped from that point on. And I, I felt lighter. And as I was freelancing for about three months, many of these clients, these freelance clients were talking to me about the client experience and the results that we were getting. And it validated to me that everything that I longed for in my previous role was true. People wanted trusting partnerships. They wanted collaborative experiences. They wanted kindness and positivity. They wanted results and they wanted to be transparent about it, about those results. If they were negative, let's talk about it. If they were positive, let's celebrate them. They wanted these experiences. And so it was at that juncture that I, I sort of discovered, I could do this for real. Who says I can't run an agency? Why am I putting that belief, that limiting belief on myself? And so it was really through the freelancing scenario that I, I realized I was totally validated in my feelings and that I could do it myself. So you did it. You started your business. Absolutely. It's going amazing because you're a multi six figure Google ads and SEO agency. And it's yes. always been that way, right? Like it's always been easy from the very beginning, right? Well, it has not always been easy, but <laughs> it was a I joke. I know, I, I know. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> but the thing is, everything in life has obstacles and ups and downs. And I believe that if we just continue to, to plow through the brick walls, climb over them, go under them, dig a hole, go around them, backflip, front flip, whatever, as long as we just keep going, then there is no failure. So I was determined. I didn't care how long it took me. And that that's similar. And you've heard me say this with my weight loss. Mm -hmm. There was no end in sight. I didn't define a deadline on success. I just knew that I was going to keep going and I wasn't going to stop. And that's so important. And that's what you have to keep telling myself and so many mm -hmm. other people who are at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, starting a business, making a shift, we all want it to happen overnight. And the reality is, is that it doesn't. And that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast is to walk people through my own personal journey, what I've learned, what I'm going through, but to interview other people who have walked through this journey so that we can be sponges and learn and feel seen and validated. Yes. That is so important right there is to feel seen and validated. Because it, it, when you are starting a business, it truly feels like you are all alone. You're correct. So let's talk about it. Let's talk <laughs> about what was it like when you first started this? I mean, we just joked around like it wasn't always easy. There is always a starting point for everyone. Um, so what what were you going through? I feel like this is the stuff that maybe nobody really talks about that I'm trying to bring more awareness to because I'm walking through it. Was it 
harder than maybe you thought it was going to be initially. I know for me, like this has been a different journey than I expected it to be, but it's all in growth. It's all in, in knowing that this is something new and I get to learn through it and get to turn around and teach other people about these things that you're sitting here and you're, you're sharing with us. And so what did you have to do in the beginning? Who did you surround yourself with? Like, these are the things that I'm mm-hmm. so curious and I'm just a sponge and, and I know our audience is too, who just wants to listen. Well, I think initially it was just a sense of relief that I talked about earlier. There, there was so much responsibility on my shoulders that having some time to just be reflective with little responsibility professionally, I, I felt relief, but I quickly began to feel very lonely and defeated it doesn't happen right away. And you don't even really know where to start. You have this idea, you have this vision, maybe you have fleshed out some core values that have been shaped from your reason to make the shift in the beginning, but you you do feel a little lonely and defeated, at least I did. And then I was also super hyper aware that people were talking about me behind my back. Now, some of that may have just been perception. Some of it is also people told me that there was a buzz going on behind my back. I hadn't really announced that I had been officially let go. I had decided to leave because I had decided to leave. I I knew in Hawaii that I was going to leave. I was giving myself until the middle of April to figure out the exit strategy. But one week later, I was gone. So the the truth was I was let go. So uh, people were wondering what was going on. When when you leave a job, you usually give notice. This was no notice. So something was up. I knew that people were talking. I was super scared about money and, and bills. I kept asking my husband, how much money do I need to make to break even? How much money to pay the bills? And he said, $3,000. You got it, babe. You can do it. $3,000. And so I really started shifting my focus because, and this is another thing that we learned in a leadership training with our network marketing company. And it is a nugget that I have held on to, so I want to share with your audience. What you focus on, you find. What you focus on grows. What you focus on seems real. And what you focus on, you become. And I had seen that work so much with the people around me, including myself back when I was competing in dance, that if I focused on falling out of my turns or forgetting my dance, that's exactly what I did. But if I focused on nailing it and winning and performing well and being complimented at the end, that's exactly what happened. So I changed my focus. I hired a coach to really focus on the healing because I needed to find forgiveness. Forgiveness of myself for allowing myself to get into this situation, but also just forgiveness of the people around me. And I visualized being a business owner. I got up every day I did my hair, I took a shower, makeup, got dressed, no yoga pants, I got dressed in professional clothing, and I went and sat at a coffee shop for eight hours a day, and I just focused on business ownership. I I listened to podcasts, I took online courses, I joined mastermind groups with other entrepreneurs, and I just started acting like a CEO with no clients, no revenue, and I did that from February until April. Every single day, I got up, 
I sat at the coffee shop for eight hours a day and I pretended to be a business owner, a business owner. And I talked to the people in the coffee shop about this. I started to network. I started talking like I had a business, like I had clientele. And, and then all of a sudden I woke up and I believed it. One customer, two customers, three customers, all of a sudden I started to believe it. And I think once I started working on my focus, it allowed me to take the time to rest my mind and body because I was so hung up on just, I need $3,000, I need $3,000, that I still wasn't resting. I still wasn't healing. And so by surrounding myself with this, this coach and surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs, surrounding myself in this coffee shop with people that I could network with and just tell them about my business, whether they could be a customer or not, just to talk about my business, it allowed me to capture belief in myself, belief that I could do this. And with that just became space for me to balance everything else in my life, reinvest in my family, reinvest in my friends because I wasn't so fixated on being lonely and defeated. It allowed me to find space to get that balance back. And the more I found that balance, the stronger and more confident I felt as a CEO and an owner and an entrepreneur. So it, it, it was gradual, but it really did start with acknowledging my feelings, really shifting my focus, and then taking deliberate actions like getting up, getting ready, and going to that coffee shop and deliberately talking about the business that was not even a business yet for me to make that shift. So powerful. This is So this is the part of your shift that I remember the most. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when you first were like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to start my business. But when you hired a coach, yes, when your mindset shifted, that's the part that I remember the, the most because that was what I needed where I was a couple of years behind you. Because mm-hmm. that was right when I was starting to think, I don't think this is it. Like that was the very, in fact, I remember being on a walk and sending you an audio and us audioing back and forth. And I remember saying to you, I don't think this is it, Shannon. Like, I think there's something more for me. I'm not a quitter, but I don't think for me, network marketing is the end. It is the end goal. Like, I, I think I thought it always was. And I just remember... I think in the moment I was honestly like, really, Shannon, you're so positive. Like you would do these affirmations with me. And I was like, I was in the angry and frustrated state and yep. you were like so empowering. And I'm like, shut up. No, just kidding. I wasn't like yeah, that. You but, and everybody else. <laughs> but you, I, I vividly remember our conversations at that time. And it had to have been this time because I was, like I said, like still in that on misaligned healing journey, not aware of all the cues, angry, frustrated, and yep. you had already started to shift and you were already working with the coach and your mindset was like completely flipped in, in a, in a positive way. And I just remember thinking, okay, well, I've got, I've got work to do. I've got right. work to do, but I just, I wanted to point that out because I remember that part of your journey and your shift. And I, 
And it's so important. And I know this firsthand, like it's so important. I love that you said you showed up for the business that you didn't even have yet. Yes. Like it's just, it's, it's true. It's so true. And it's, it's like what I, what I show up every single day, whether I have a hundred clients or 10 clients or zero clients, it's like every day showing up because I know my vision. You knew your vision. You knew what you were here to do. You knew your skills. You knew that everything up into that point led you to that point for a reason. And you were going to make it happen. And you're a fighter. 100 don't quit. That's the thing about the both of us. We don't quit unless we need to quit. And there's always a time yes. to quit, but we don't. But I will tell you, I need to interject here because one of the things that I think is so critical in when you're trying to reach any goal, whether it's in entrepreneurship, weight loss, whatever, surround yourself with the people who are not going to let you quit because it is natural to want to stop. It is natural to feel defeated. It is natural to feel destined for failure. It is okay. But when you, you acknowledge that in the beginning of the journey and you say, when I hit these bumps... I'm going to push through and then you you ask your friends and your family and your community to surround you in those moments and refuse to let you stop. That is the help that you're going to need. That is the support you're going to need. And that is what I did when I hired a coach. And that is what you are doing in your role now for people shifting into entrepreneurship. It is so important to to surround yourself with those people who are going to remind you of your vision and your why and refuse to let you stop. And I will add to that, sometimes you have to let go of people who supported you in your last vision yes. because they're not the right people to support you in your current and your new one. And that is sometimes a grieving process. And that's sometimes where you definitely want to work with the with a coach or somebody trusted to help you work through that because that's where you can get trapped into the, those negative feelings. I've had to really shrink down my circle in terms of who I share my ideas with, my visions with. Not that a bigger circle won't support them, but I, I need a very tight-knit group of people who are going to say, yes, keep going, right. get back up. Nope, it's going to work. Nope, you don't need to have a plan B. This is the plan and you stick on track and you go. And so would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. There there was a a sense of just cleansing in a lot of ways. It was cleansing the schedule, cleansing the mind. You you sort of get programmed to have certain beliefs. And working within an agency, I had these beliefs about even my industry because it was what we did in that organization. And when I began to explore in these podcasts and these mastermind groups and these online courses, I realized that not everybody shared the same opinions. And it was mind-blowing to me because I'm thinking, wow, okay, I'm really not the expert I thought I was. There's so much more out there to, to learn. And that's why I dug even deeper into all of that so that I could get the different perspectives. Um, but it, it is a cleansing of, of sort of what you know and allowing yourself to explore what you don't know. And sometimes the people in your life demand that you just stay in the comfort of your little circle 
and you're not left to explore the newness and the greatness that there is to learn out there and really to explore the 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 peak of your belief in yourself i always knew that i was the best number one support person there was nobody better I am going to make you shine. If you are a CEO, I'm going to make you shine and you're going to be grateful for it. And you're going to know that you would not be as far as you are in the organization without my support. It was always a great partnership, but I had zero belief that I could do it on my own. Not even a thought. When you look back at your first year, maybe the first six to 12 months, I feel like there's probably a lot of powerful lessons. I've already had lessons in just the first quarter of this year. <laughs> but the first year of starting your business, what do you feel like some of the most powerful lessons that our listeners could could gain value from? Well, I think the biggest lesson that I learned was to make the target bigger, but make it bigger by a lot. So whatever that target needs to be for you in the business that you've started, make it bigger. And I want to use revenue as an example because I told you my fear was I was not going to be able to make enough money to pay our bills for our family. And my husband kept saying $3,000, $3,000. So my goal in my head was I got to get to three grand. I got to get to three grand. And I was stuck in the 2000s for, for four to six months. And I had a conversation with my stepfather, Philip, who is also an entrepreneur, a longtime entrepreneur. And he said, Shannon, I don't understand why your target is three. If you need to get to three, you need to be shooting for 10. And I said, whoa, <laughs> 10 is way too big. 10 is, you got to think about a salary, guys. What was your highest salary in a month? I know mine was not 10 grand. So that was mind blowing to me and it seemed so impossible. But I said, you know what? He's a successful entrepreneur. I'm going to make that target 10. So I wrote it everywhere. I started speaking as if we were a six-figure business. And we're talking, this is in the first six to eight months of the business. I started talking like we bring in $10,000 a month. We bring in $10,000 a month. My husband and I, Scott, he and I started talking about what we would be doing with that 10000 what debt we would be paying off. And so I made the target really big. Overnight, within 45 days, we got to three. And the very next month, we got to five. And a couple months later, we were at eight. We stayed at eight for a little bit. And then we hit 10. And I was awestruck. I cannot believe that we hit 10. And we didn't just hit it. We stayed there. The very next month, we hit 15 and 16. The only thing that changed was your attitude around your target revenue. Correct. Powerful. Okay. I would I was, I was, clarify that for everybody. Yes. I was still getting up and getting ready. I was still going into the coffee shop. I was still telling everybody that I knew that I owned an, a, a digital marketing agency and that this is what I did. But what changed was the target. So my advice in the first six to 12 months, first and foremost, is just dream bigger. Even if it seems, OMG, that is freaking impossible. Just do it. Because the affirmation of that, the self-talk that you create, it, 
it, it creates a new identity. It's a the identity that you desire. So again, I'm going to take it back to what you focus on, you find. What you focus on grows. What you focus on seems real. And what you focus on, you become. So I focused on being a six-figure business, bringing in 10 grand a month. And I found it. It grew to a lot. I became a six-figure business. Then I became a multi-six-figure business. And so I shifted that focus and it truly did work. Um, Some of, of the other realizations, I think that we get so hung up in wanting to do it right, to be as close to perfect as we we can to have all of our systems and our processes and our forms ready to go and buttoned up before we launch, before we say that we are a business. And one of the things that I really learned is that it is never going to be perfect. And what you start with, you're going to kind of one day look back and go, oh, that was cute. Because you're doing it on a shoestring budget. You have, you know, you don't have the marketing budget. You don't have those kinds of funds. You may, you may try and DIY a lot of stuff and you do a great job just to get up and running. But oh my gosh, how incredible was it that that sorry website that I had at the very beginning got me to a six-figure business? So just even with the puny website that I had, I was able to to stand on my expertise, stand on my core values, stand on this new belief that I had created in myself and and evolve. So allow yourself the space to be smaller in the beginning with all the things because you will grow and you will be able to get a a big girl website. You will be able to to get a, a logo that is not a Canva logo. You know, you will be able to do those things, but it is okay to start small and allow yourself the space to to evolve. You have so much wisdom already four years into it, and I can't imagine what you're going to have to add to that as the years go on. For someone who is listening to this, who is thinking of making a shift professionally, maybe completely leaving a career and going to another, maybe starting a new business, or maybe they're in their existing business and they know that they need to make a shift in the way that they offer something or do something. What advice would you give someone who was, who was sitting here and who was like, God, I know I need to do it, but I'm scared. So I think there's this notion of side hustles where I can be comfortable in my job, getting my comfortable paycheck, paying my bills comfortably. And I'm going to build this side hustle on the side. Maybe it even starts out as a hobby and we're going to turn it into a business because we have happy customers. And it's a nice little side income. And then that's where this feeling of the shift becomes, right? I love what I'm doing over here and I'm really resenting having to go into the the full-time job all the time. and, And I have this pull towards this side hustle that I'm building. And oftentimes... I believe that because we have the security of our full-time paycheck, we don't make the shift completely. We keep living in the in-between and feeling this tug. All of these signs, those five signs that I talked about, it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you feel this tug back and forth. So you asked, 
what advice would I give somebody making the shift professionally? And that is to just leap. Just jump. Jump knowing that there is not a net underneath you. Because I think that when we don't have the full-time secure paycheck to depend on, we figure it out. Somebody's got to take care of the kids. Somebody's got to pay the bills. We will figure it out. So my advice is take the leap. Do all the things to position yourself in a way that is most supportive. Those people around you, the actions that you take, the words that you feed yourself. Just jump. The net's going to come. Just jump. Just jump. That's simple. Just do it. And but and it's so scary. But the nothing nothing great ever comes to us when we stay in our comfort zone. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Anytime you experienced growth or evolution in your relationship with your friends, professionally, starting a family, nothing ever nothing great ever comes from staying secure in your little comfort zone. And there's this notion uh, that I, I learned about on a podcast called optimal anxiety. And so if you think about that comfort zone, that, that circle that you're living in, oftentimes people want to get out of the comfort zone. They're brave enough to get out of the comfort zone, but they jump really far outside of it. And it becomes very overwhelming and impossible to develop into the new identity that you want to be that is way outside this comfort zone. If you stay within the comfort zone, you're not working at at your optimal performance. You're not working at at your your top potential. You're not working at your top potential when you're way outside of that comfort zone either. So optimal anxiety is slightly outside of the comfort zone. So I would challenge you when you take this leap, don't leap to Timbuktu. Just leap a little bit. Like it's a little skip, like you're hopping a puddle, not the ocean. Just hop the puddle. Get really comfortable there and then hop another puddle. And then get really comfortable there and hop another puddle. That's my challenge to you is you don't have to go way outside. Just take a leap, but into the optimal anxiety state where we can really grow and evolve and live to our highest potential. So good. This has been so valuable and so helpful for me. I know for people who are listening to this, we have to take a moment and talk about what you do now and how you help people. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. So my business's name is called Spark Solutions. From Spark to Flame, we help service-based businesses get found online, and we help them ignite tangible business growth. We do this with tailored digital solutions like Google Ads and Search Engine Optimization, and we can help the business owner directly, or we can work with other agencies that are looking to expand their service offering. And we do that by giving them expert Google Ads personnel without the cost or the overhead of bringing on that expert. So the things that I, I, I'm really proud of that make us different, different than, than other agencies, other Google Ads organizations, is four things. First, we are people and experience focused. So we care about our clients. We truly do care about our clients and we provide a pleasant, enjoyable interaction with them. It's often fun with laughter and smiles and updates on vacations and our clients truly become our friends. The second is that we are warm, welcoming, kind, and positive. 
it's not that we can't have negative talk, that we can't lament about a negative trend in a client's account, but that we do it through kindness and positivity and and we lean into the fact that we can turn it around. The third is that we are process-oriented but not manufactured. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of agency experiences where it it's sort of an assembly line process. This person does this, this person does that, and it moves on down the line. But with us, it's not manufactured, but it is methodical. So we're focused on our clients' goals, we're focused on their challenges, and we study the data and the trends to help make informed decisions going forward. And then the last I would say is that we are a proactive account management team. So we are optimizing these ads accounts weekly rather than monthly or quarterly like you might get with other agencies. But then when we observe certain trends, we're reaching out to the client and we are asking them for feedback on the trend that we're seeing. Talk to me about the quality of those leads. I see that we got you 30, but it's not good if those leads are junk. So talk to me about the quality rather than just saying, hey, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, we got you 30 leads. Well, who cares if they're crap leads? So I would say that that's another differentiator for Spark Solutions is that we are a proactive partner. And where can people find out more about everything that you just talked about? So you can find us on our website at sparksolutionsagency.com. And then you can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And our Instagram handle is at spark underscore solutions. And then I would love it if you'd also check out me and my weight loss journey at Shannon80 on Instagram. For anybody who is an entrepreneur, you need somebody who is doing this for you. I know I need this as well. And so I can speak from experience of 30 years of knowing Shannon. She's amazing. She knows what she's doing. She's clearly told you about her entire journey and how she has really worked to get to this place. And um, we'll put all this information in the show notes so that you have it readily available. Shannon, thank you for sharing everything that you have on the podcast today. It's been so amazing to be able to just be a sponge and listen. And honestly, I can't wait to actually take some of the suggestions that you have and implement them myself. So I'm just grateful for you. And I'm glad that we've known each other for 30 years. And I can't wait to see what the future holds together. Thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. Hey friend, I hope today's episode equipped you with what you need to feel inspired to take action or even change. And if so, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and then share this on social media with a friend or a colleague who could benefit. So much of what I share, if not all of what I share is exactly what I've walked through. So I relate to you more than you realize. And hey, if you're craving more and are ready to connect beyond this podcast, I'd love to encourage you to connect with me on Instagram. That's at Elizabeth Laconey.